0: You're listening to the Real Estate Radio Hour, the show that brings you unfiltered stories and insight from the Twin Cities real estate world with your hosts, Chris Rooney, broker at REMAX Preferred, and Andy Presky, leader of the Preferred Home Team at REMAX Advantage
1: Plus. Hello.
2: Oh. <laughs> what? What? <laughs>
0: So, for people that don't know, we have. uh, I can actually see what Andy's concocting up before he goes on live here. He's so dumb. It's always like you're waiting to see what the hell he's going to come up with next.
2: Like you've never smelled a Sharpie. No. Top of the morning.
0: Purple's my
1: favorite.
2: (laughs) What's up, brothers? Not
1: much. Too much. Friday. Normally it's a Thursday. What happened?
2: We forgot. (laughs)
1: <laughs> um, no,
2: I'm just kidding. We both, I was caught,
0: uh, I was caught in the mountain.
2: Yeah. And I was didn't caught work. on an airplane. So we, uh, it didn't work the out was... but I'm glad we could do it today, gentlemen. This is great. I, uh, I think that, you know, um, Chris and I both were in Vegas, both for different reasons. Um, and, uh, we had fun. I, uh, it was for work there. The Remax has a big international show out there called R4 and that's, what is it? Re- revive, resource, something, something, Remax, um, relax. I think it's, and it's uh, the idea there's trainings available. There's fun available. There's rewards and celebrations available. And what I love the most, you guys, is the forecasting, the what's coming at us, what's next. What are the big shots of the big shots economists saying, what are they preparing for? And, you know, what was really interesting, you guys, so all the, the times we've talked on this show, okay? And who do I make fun of the most? Yourself. Thank you. No second. Hello. Pillow. Pillow. Yes. And guess who do you think we sat next to at the Chili's in the airport? And he asked me what I thought of their company. Uh yes. No way. Yes. I'm sitting next to the senior vice president of Zillow Premier Agent. Um, services. And he goes, Hey, how you doing? You know, what do you think of this show? And I, I gotta be honest with you, I I kind of was honest with where I think they're going wrong is that they're going after the money. And anybody that's got money can become an agent that gets leads, I go, you should be going after the, the accomplished real estate agents or the real estate agents that have the best records. And then people will start to trust the brand. They know the brand because of awareness, they don't necessarily trust the brand. And I said, this will bring the trust that you guys are lacking. I go, if you go after an agent like Chris and say, Chris, you're one of the top dogs in this area. And so have a credential page that shows how many deals you've done, what your record is, how long you've been in the business, um, show some of his actual testimonials. And I go, you can charge me to do that. I would pay to be part of that service. If you were, you know, celebrating my accomplishments and showing that you're affiliated with an accomplished, accra- and then also I'm, I'm not kidding you guys. He goes, Uh, here, I need your card. Here's my card. He goes, I want you to be on one of my boards. (laughs) So, uh, apparently I might be flying out to New York city to be on one of their board of advisors. Uh,
0: Until he looks back at our podcast and see what you said about him.
2: No, until he sees that I "I saboteur their business constantly. No, I said, Hey, I go, were you guys at all the general sessions when they're making fun of you? And he goes, Andy, he goes at these trade shows, either they're like literally hiss at us when they walk by. Or they they don't know about and they come up and they sign up, and I said, well, you you understand that's because you've always been the pay to play company. And I said, you've got one of the best. I go, here's how you know you're into culture, like you've integrated yourself into the into the U.S. culture. And I go, when Saturday Night Live can do a skit on you and everybody understands the skit, you're ingrained into the culture. I go, you guys are beyond that. I go, you're a brand. I go, yeah. you're like Remax USA, you know, Olympics, Coca Cola. I go. You have got it now. I go. Just don't screw it up.
0: No. Yeah. That's interesting, though.
2: He's um, like, thanks, little realtor. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> oh, good. Is, I know.
0: I know. Our feed is coming here from Poland. How is uh? How is yeah, things sorry. over
1: there? It's good. They were getting a little worried, probably the day after the the first time they went into Ukraine. Um, it seemed like it was being calm this last week. I know they're mobilizing the military and the refugees are coming in, but the schlalti, the Polish uh, money, is starting to skyrocket. I think it's going to be up 20% after a week. And uh, I think it has to do something with uh, uh, the sanctions and whatnot. But uh, overall, it seems pretty good. I see some people in military fatigues walking around. So I've talked to people. They say, hey, we're fighting if they come here. And it's an interesting time in history, and it's cool to be, you know, in the, the heart of it. Yeah, it's really cool for me and your mother to have you over there.
2: I was thinking about you, Nick, when we were actually flying out to Vegas, because there was a ton of people on the plane watching, and I don't watch a lot of news, but they were all watching. I mean, almost every other seat I was looking at was watching something on the Ukraine and uh, and I go, damn, I go, he's got to be flying out of there. There's no way he's going to stay.
1: Nope, not Nick. <laughs> everyone everyone said I needed to get out of Italy when it, the, the disease first hit in 2020. And I didn't. And it turned out to be one of the coolest things I ever did by staying there. So, you know, I think I'll be fine. I got the American passport. I can escape at the last second. But, you know, if I die, I die. I live pretty good. So. <laughs>
0: interesting
2: words from a what are you 27 26 yeah 26 yeah well we we yeah. don't agree with you we think you've got a lot more to give so why don't you come home and be safe
0: <laughs> Fortune
1: favors the bold
0: you know it, Andy his mother says the same thing and i I just say I mean when is the last time we what we told him he actually did? I mean, you know he's going to do what he's going to do. So you just let him do what
2: he's going to do. So That's true. You do have to live your own life, that's for sure. What? uh, So, Chris, looks like you're uh, now officially living the lifestyle that you've always deserved.
0: I live in a van. I live in a van down by the river. But there's a parking lot in this river, if you can see
2: it. I see that. What is that behind you over your corner there? A Costco or something? Or a... (laughs)
0: uh what is it albertsons that might give you a, a clue to where what part of the country i'm in because it's it's destination
2: unknown here just so you know I, I wonder where your son gets it i uh yeah
0: no he's me times 37 so oh yeah yeah all right what are we talking about it looks like women's history month
2: yeah
1: yeah, so we do these little themes, and uh, this month is Women History Month. I know you guys are big uh, big supporters of the women in the industry, so we're going to talk all, all about it. But first, let's do what's happening in the market.
2: Not really sure. I've been gone for the week. So uh, we uh, I so go back to you, Chris. <laughs>
0: there's a market. I'll tell you what, we just got uh, done with the market. I, I assume it's still happening, but where appraisals were really being fun. And, uh, did you, did you notice that at all, Andy? All of a sudden, no. I mean, I never had issues with appraisals at all. And then we yeah. had like five of them and it was just like, what is going on? And some the were appraisals just are back for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, uh, that was kind of interesting. Um, and it's not like all of these sales were crazy and out of line at all. Right. It was just, I don't know if some memo came out to appraisers or or what and scared them again. But no. um they're I mean just silly stuff like five thousand dollars under um you know ten. I had one that was really big, but that was that was just kind of interesting to me. But the one thing you do have, Andy, is those forecasts that you just learned about. Let's talk a little about that. What do you, what are well, they saying? The other the thing, I was gonna
2: make a good comment though, Chris, because you bring up an interesting point. So everybody that's out there that actually, you know, uses financing when they're purchasing a home, not everybody does. Actually, 28% of the market last year, nationwide, was cash. Or it was something very close to that. Yeah. Very, very high amount of cash buyers, which tells you something. There's people that are taking money out of the markets and buying assets because they're scared of the speculation. The oh crypto's worth a billion, trillion, and oh, it's worth nothing. And it's a trillion dollar, you know. So they want something more stable. So investors or those with the actual money will diversify very interesting uh, concept that they're, they're investing into U S based um, real estate, which I love. And that's foreign invest. And, and I didn't have the breakdown of how much was American based, how much was foreign. Now, on the other hand, you take a look at who's buying your mortgage backed security. So you go down to the local bank, the local bank says, yep, here's your mortgage. They don't actually keep the money, Chris, you know that. And so what they do is they sell that the Fannie Freddie, um, whatever. Here's the disadvantage, gentlemen that we're at. Fannie and Freddie don't think we're going up 18% like we did last year or 16% in some of these markets or 12% in the Twin Cities. They think we're going to go up three. Actually, Fannie Mae, I think it was, was the one that said they think that prices aren't going to go up at all. They think they're going to lay flat. So we're, I think, just on the very cusp of as rates are starting to go up and they're worried about other factors, right? Um, which is funny because as the rate goes up, you, you, you'll hear things like this as the, the long-term goes up uh, also, or the short-term rates go up, the long-term rates will come down. It's kind of interesting where mortgages, so on the news, they'll say interest rates are going crazy right now. And also mortgage rates will dop, drop back down to 3.75 for a couple of days. So it's it, there, there's all kinds of things that make things move around, but the people that ultimately are holding the bag with the actual end dollars that are giving. So let's you know just say Wells Fargo, for example, you get your mortgage there, they they take the money from a bigger pool of money back at like Freddie Mac. Now, Wells Fargo still will service your account. So what's cool is that you can still go in and you know you deposit your paycheck and you write your mortgage payment out and you correct your credit card. And and what I think Wells Fargo does a good job of is they make it seamless, right? So they you don't you think the bank they actually pull it out of the vault in the back to actually give you that loan and they don't. So all I'm saying is that those with the money behind the scenes are the ones that are concerned about. Houses just going up, 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 right? And so they're saying, listen, they're gonna lay flat, which some speculate if you think about this. So people talked about housing is gonna burst. Well, here's the thing. If inflation's at 10% and houses stay flat, what happens to houses? Technically houses, your dollar is actually going down. I mean, if you think about it, right? So anyway, I think what's happening is, is that the um, houses the last couple of years, even though, oh, the market's gonna burst, it's not bursting as much as it's keeping up with inflation. Inflation mm-hmm. is everything's going up, right? So you know houses probably did appreciate really only two to three percent in the Twin Cities last year, considering we were in probably a ten to twelve percent you know inflationary bubble. Yeah, God, that's a good point. I, uh, I actually did learn something out in Vegas.
0: He actually sounds kind of smart because I just was just kept listening because I figured he must be telling the truth.
2: <laughs> and I'm like, not going to yeah. have anything to add. I can see you and Nick guys looking. Where's the mute button? Where's the... <laughs> Nick, commercial?
1: Where's that commercial? you yeah, run right a, right a commercial. Hey, let's go into our first uh, topic relating to the woman history, the changes over the years. Now, Chris, your mother was one of the first agents in Minnesota, so I think you've seen it, you know, firsthand experience, and both you guys have agents that are women, you know, underneath you or work with you right now, correct?
2: Yes. Yeah
0: absolutely yeah my mom was licensed in 1968 which was uh a time where women couldn't show houses by themselves had to have a man in which to be able to do that and uh they ended up finding a broker that allowed her to do that soon after that my dad got licensed they were able to do it together but it was it was kind of not a not a woman's place to be doing the selling part of it she could do some of the paperwork and sit in the closing area and uh and finish it up, but that they couldn't sell a house. So I thought that was interesting. Your mom, Andy and I come from a really kind of a
2: (laughs) same situation
0: because your parents were both realtors as well.
2: Yeah, yeah. I I absolutely love the fact that (laughs) I came from that background because what's cool is that, you know, as I was a kid and kind of, you know, learning and, and hearing their stories, you get, you know, all of their decades of experience into your wallet of knowledge, right? And so you start going forward and you're like, I remember my mom and dad talking about this happening back in the eighties or back in the seventies. And so what's interesting is for me was I even had to start back in the, in the cabinet business. So we were on the new construction side, which is those of you that know me, that, that is where I, my passion really, I love building new. I love it when somebody comes to me and says, Hey, I've dreamt about building a house. Here's a couple of pictures. Can I get a house with these things in there? And then also we make that happen. And so my background is, is even more diverse than that. So uh, father being on the cabinet side and real estate, mother being hundred percent real estate, the coolest thing I'll I'll tell you, and I don't know if you guys are ready for this, but um, the coolest thing was my mother's style of selling. And and I'll tell you, she taught me so much. that's helped me so much in my career where she goes as a young 20 something and I'm out there and she goes, Hey, you're putting a price tag on everybody's forehead. You're saying, you know, $5,000 in commissions and that's how you're looking at the customer. She goes, you're doing the wrong things. You're not focusing on what's important. She goes, you focus on the customer, focus on the relationship, you know, make sure that you're connecting with these people and then you get rewarded for getting the job done. And I go, I never I never thought of it that way. And she goes, like when the little kids come in, she goes, I'll, I'll talk to the little children. She goes, I get them comfortable she goes, I make friends almost with the kids. And, you know, if you like their kids, the parents are going to have a hard time not liking you. Right. And I've always learned that I've, and I'm the same way.
0: Yes, you are. 100%. You took that for sure. So, yeah. So I mean, women's rise in the real estate industry, probably. I would even say it was, I mean, there obviously was, there's always been good women agents since I've been in the business. Um, I think they've, uh, become uh more as time goes here because we've all uh i mean obviously everything's evolved uh, quite a bit here and you know kind of some of the struggles that they might have had uh in the 90s when i first got going to uh 2020s are a, a lot different they're a lot more um i don't even know do you know the the makeup of uh males to females
2: i mean it used to be way more male dominated and not many women at all as as i'm literally googling that stat and uh, i was trying to look that up quick and um it it for sure the the appeal in the ads and the commercials and the like when you look up women in real estate um the pictures that come up are glamorous beautiful you know inviting and then you see the guys pictures and they're like i sell a thousand houses a year (laughs) What are they saying? Oh, what... what
0: I I just said, I, I was just Hold thinking on. that I got to grab. I got to grab it for you. Oh boy. Look at this.
1: What? Yeah. Look crazy, huh?
0: So it's mainly females. It's from Trulia.
3: Trulia.
2: Yeah. They were saying 65% right now. I just ran a stat. Um, it depends on the state, but some some states are as much as 65% female-dominated, um, right?
0: That's interesting. You know, you know the I stat don't...
2: that we should have ran, guys, and I apologize for kind of doing this on the cuff. We should have looked at, so the average realtor that joins the industry, um, 89% of them will be out of the industry within five years, 89%. I wonder what the percentage is of men and women that leave versus succeed, because I see on you know, from a new agent perspective, there's a lot of the female agents that we've hired over the years will come in and have such a fresh, awesome perspective. They, they're they're. you know, let me, I'll say one thing, I think women actually that I've hired and worked with listen to help people versus listen to answer their question, right? So, you know, or or, does that make sense? So they're actually listening to the person they're talking to. And trying to, you know, actually absorb the information versus guys who are like, what am I going to say back to them? Right? It's a little more of a let's move quick problem solving versus problem absorbing. And and I think that that's where that you know um, the old you know uh, hunting and gathering you know scenario from way way back and being a gatherer of information is so important nowadays to get all the facts. And if you can embrace the the heart of a teacher, which I think a lot of people do, just out of you know, the, the roles we play in life. I mean, sometimes if you're a parent and you have that natural, like instinct to want to help somebody that needs help. Right. Versus, you know, um, anyway, I've seen that where the heart of a teacher is is much more successful.
0: I I think too, that, um, you, you would see like as male agents, more as uh slick salesmen probably than you would, uh, see women. I think you I I would feel that, or I think that's kind of the stereotype, um, just a little more authentic. Um, But I also know, I mean, if we look at those agents, uh, and and we know the stats, half the agents in the industry don't even sell a house.
3: And there's a lot
0: of people that are stay-at-home people that have their real estate license on the side and and do things like that. So I think being an active uh, selling agent, that's what I, I guess that's what I'm looking at. And where I'm seeing like the the evolution of it is that um, it used to be men dominated in this thing. And that's not so true anymore. The women are just right and everyone's kind of right together now.
2: Let me throw this out there. This was a stat that I learned this week. I actually wrote in my my notes. Um, They were talking about first-time homebuyers being like 28% of the market last year. Okay. And they said 75% of the first-time homebuyers were female. It's yeah. one of the highest ratios ever. And they're like, hey guys, it's uh it's it's that's your buyer. And and that may be all part of the big formula. And I see I've never had any issue. I've always had customers that come to me, both genders. It doesn't matter. I don't care. You can be a triple gender, it doesn't matter to me. I've all I want to help everybody, but ultimately just I I guess if if I were to do anything from this segment, I want to encourage people that think that they can't do this business to try it. If you have the heart of an educator, you love helping people and you're a good listener, you will do well in real estate. On the other side, you know, there's there's so many different ways like Nick has shown us, there's there's um and and we there are some stats now they talked about with these um where they do podcasts and they do the the you know the different kinds of TikTok commercials and different ages advertise differently to different, you know, um interest levels, but nothing changes when you meet with somebody having the personality of feeling like she or he's going to take care of me.
1: No matter hey, how man, you interest me. the customer. We're going to show uh, the photo of your mom, Chris, and, and this is a Chris Rooney Home Experts commercial. I was just
0: one years old when my family started in real estate, where both my parents were agents. They also dabbled in investing in real estate, rentals, flips, and construction. After college, I went right into getting my license in July of 1990. As a 23-year-old agent in an industry that looks nothing like today, I had to know more for my clients to choose me. There wasn't Zillow or social media to tell them how good I was. I had to win them over with knowledge. With knowledge comes confidence, and with confidence comes results. Find- That's awesome. Did you see me? how relaxed I was in that... that- Phone in the bed pose, Andy?
2: I would have probably edited that one a little closer. Um, <laughs> like, I was 22, and I go, I thought you were sleeping on a couch, and like, oh, he's got a phone in his hand.
0: <laughs> I can't believe it. that. had to have been a, like a. <coughs> yeah, it definitely
1: wasn't a cell phone, I'll tell you that. We didn't have that. Yeah. Well, uh, you compete, know, I think that. Oh, go ahead, Nick. With male agents, how can female agents compete with male well, ones? I don't I know to. how
0: to not try to. Yeah. I think that's I think that's where some of these agents really fail is that they think they have to fight fight the mail right away. I mean it's just like I, I just think that's so gone now that yeah it's like oh boy he's gonna he's gonna do this to me and say this to me. I think that it's just no you, you know that.
2: how the industry has changed when you start saying oh she's a stud, right? Yeah. Think about it. We <laughs> I, I have had zero um, you know, zero fear of having a female boss, zero fear of having, you know. And so I, I think what our industry is very progressive has been for, for a long time with the idea that, hey, some of the top producing agents in this industry are divorced, single mothers that had like, oh, my God, I have to survive. And they get into the industry with that killer attitude. Get out. A mama bear is not going to stop. She's gonna literally kill herself to survive and and protect her cubs. And I'll tell you what, I absolutely am so proud of some of these. I I sat literally tearing up the other day. They were talking about this mother at this, Viral Workman's a big respected coach in our industry. And he was talking about one of his students that he goes, she came to me um, with two children, a husband that just left, took all the money and she had nowhere to go. And she got into real estate and said, I don't have, I can't fail. Let's go. And now today she's one of the largest agents in the US out of Seattle. And she's got like a team of like a hundred people underneath her. She's crushing it. And she says, You know what? The most important thing is I keep a picture of my ex-husband on my desk. <laughs> she goes, it motivates me to kick butt, take names, and repeat every day. I'm like, that's yeah. awesome. I love it.
0: Yeah, and I I I think what happens is that. Thinking a lot of this thing and what's happened in society is that people are are almost making them, these people look like they're not worthy to be with. It's it's just so stupid to me. All of it is. It's just like if you're good, you're good. I don't care. You're male, female, whatever True. you are, doesn't yeah. matter to me. <laughs> so well, you know there I mean, is
2: there is sex appeal though, Chris. Which I mean, obviously you ooze, and you know, and the the females want to work with you just because you're you. Oh, I know.
0: Yeah. I talk about that a lot. I go into appointments. You know, I'm pretty much just the eye candy of this operation. Yeah. This is what it is.
2: It's sad that we have to completely destroy our own credibility to make people laugh.
1: <laughs> totally. Uh, yeah. There's and a good woman. Good examples, good examples in the industry to look up to, woman examples. Yeah.
0: That one's an interesting one, old Barbara Corcoran. I mean, she's got one heck of a story, I'll tell you that, but she worked her butt off to get to where she's at. And I think, I think you add, um, I mean, there's something to say about once you start getting rolling in this business, opportunities come to you. And if you can decipher those things, I mean, you can probably shoot up pretty darn quick. So um and I think that's what Barbara really did. I mean, you get to be on something like I mean, eventually on Shark Tank. She did a lot of things to be able to do that. But um all of a sudden she became the expert of experts and 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 now it becomes just a she's just a spokesperson more more so that just gets her money. But I was going to say think- she
2: you know so <clears throat> there's different levels of becoming real estate agents. Real estate agents can make really nice livings. And some real estate agents that are very successful can eventually become millionaires. They don't become like 500 to a hundred, you know, 1000000000 billion dollar millionaire, right? Kind of a thing, right? So what real estate agents, once they get to a certain point are smart, like she was, is what she did is she started looking at other streams of revenue. So she started investing her profits that she was making as a real estate company into other ventures that all of a sudden now she doesn't have to do real estate anymore if she wants, doesn't want to. She's got other different streams of revenue coming to her and and I I think the thing about Barbara is that she has the heart of an entrepreneur completely to her soul, to her core. And so real estate was just the vehicle she chose to get started. And now I mean, my gosh, you look at her portfolio, it's unbelievable. Yeah. It's it's one of the best around.
0: That's fun, but I think there's a lot of examples, I mean, even in our our local industry of uh I mean, fantastic agents. There really is. Yeah. I don't know. I think you talking about each individual one is pretty hard, in which to do. But uh, I don't know. I and I and I wonder who, uh, from a woman's perspective, who they look up to, and you know, because I I don't know. I I looked at people that, you know, were successful when I was kind of moving up the role, and the people that. Yeah. I liked were the people that were willing to help, and did it the right way, yep. and I think that was you know and those are the things that you try to incorporate in yours. I'm always trying to change, and do different things, and I hate sitting still. And I mean that's really why I'm sitting in this uh little sprinter here. I mean I'm trying to become something where I can sell um, without even seeing the house. I'm gonna try. I want to try it and see if it
2: uh, well, can happen. You know the same I've had a things- it's it's proven track record of having marketing systems at work, understanding how to find the consumer or the right buyer. I think that's the key is that, you know, not every house and let's say in two fast forward two years and you have some kind of a recession or you have something going on and houses aren't selling in 30 seconds or selling in 30 days again, which would actually be refreshing for everyone. Um, I don't think anybody likes the pace of how fast things are moving right now. And puts more value on the positions that are involved in the transaction. And then you'll have the, how did they sell that house in 20 days instead of 30 days? How did they sell that house in 10 days instead of 30 days? Their marketing does really play a huge factor on creating demand, um, creating competition. Um, Competition gets you more offers. um, More offers. They see more offers. They'll give you better offers. And as the market's starting to, you know, I don't want to say the word cool, because I I think we're going to have a knock it out of the park spring. With with everything I've been seeing coming at me right now, um, I think we're gonna have a great, great spring again. But um, I don't know if that all makes sense, but
3: coming like a thief feeling night. Sorry, I was busy, but I missed you.
1: That was Barbara. She was trying to do a reel about her career. Oh, cool. I got yeah, another I one too. Hope. Okay. This lady is a good example. Can we skip to the good part? Uh, are you
2: getting
0: your pillow, Chris? Yeah. That's Glenda. It's my table. Glenda. Oh. Glenda is uh, a really fabulous agent. She's in Georgia and uh, I've watched, well, actually because of Nick, um, finding these little reels. I've been kind of watching her and she's a little, it's very, I moved. So the sun was out of my eyes, by the way. Um, but uh, she's a, she's a little spark plug and it uses social media, but she's what I think is really cool about her is that she's no nonsense. And she says it the way it is. And, and, how it really is in real estate and telling people what they need to do and then telling realtors as well you know i i'm a big she had one the other day and uh i think Nick you actually sent it to us where she was telling realtors you know that they were basically um selling to like famous people and you know taking pictures with them in front of their home and basically saying you know where they live and and showing their house and you know, and then using that for their own gain, And I'm, I'm a big, I just don't like that. I don't know. I just don't, um, I don't what think I see a lot
3: of agents do that are working with celebrities is they post that shit all over their social media. I can assure you the number one draft pick for the Hawks or the Falcons or the Braves don't want to Susie the Realtor posting 123 Banana Street and Devonte Freeman standing in front of his new house. I think that they work with me because they know that I'm not telling them something just to sell them. That I'm protecting them just like I would protect my own son or daughter more than anything. They know that I'm going to get them the best deal. They know that I'm going to get them the most money. Celebrities work with me for the same reason that everybody works with me. My integrity is untouchable. They know that I'm being honest with them and that I'm not in it just to sell them anything i don't need to sell them something to get on the map my track record speaks for itself and once you're inside of the circle and you're a trusted confidant that word
0: yeah and i and i think people do need to i mean to be able to get to that point to be able to have that ability but it's um I, i just I like that. I like that. Just say it the way it is. And, mm-hmm. and everyone knows it, but everyone has to be so politically correct nowadays. It's just yeah. ridiculous.
2: But we actually uh interesting you say that. We uh so one of the speakers at the Remax convention was that Josh Altman that's on that uh million dollar listing, Beverly Hills or whatever. I'll tell you what, that guy blew my mind. I thought he was some arrogant, you know, jerk. And then you hear his backstory and you hear how he sold some of these people houses and, and I'm, I'm talking like uh, LeBron James, Kim Kardashian, the, I mean, he's sold, he sells the big shots of the big shots houses. And he was, he was saying it without saying their names, but all the guys and gals were in the crowd that knew like, well, he just signed a $38 million a year contract here in LA. Can't say his name. He's six, eight. Um, and what, you know, all of a sudden you start doing the stats and you're like, Oh my God, that's LeBron James, or whatever. and, He was saying, you know, how I met that celebrity. And they're like, no. And he goes, it's how you spend your time. He goes, when you have downtime, do you go home and take a nap? Or he says, are you like me? And he goes, you fake it till you make it. He goes, I go down to the awesome Starbucks right in the middle of Beverly Hills. He goes, I lay down a purchase agreement on a table. He goes, I lay down all the MLS listings of all the houses in the area. And then he goes, I read the Wall Street Journal. He says, I make sure to have it right side up so people know I'm not actually reading it. He goes, cause I look smart. And he goes, and I watch who comes in and he goes, do you know how many cups of coffee I throw away? He goes, as some big shot walks in, he goes, I walk over, throw my coffee in the trash, get back in line. He goes, excuse me. Uh, hey, he goes, it's Josh from whatever listening show, Beverly Hills. And he goes, the, the, the athlete turns around and goes, cool. Turns back around. <laughs> he goes, Oh, what do I say? What do I say to this guy? You know? Taps him on the shoulder again, he goes, hey, you ever looking for a house in this area? He goes, I'm the guy to go to. And and the guy goes, you know, I actually was looking for a house last week, but he goes, I'm looking for this really, really weird property. I want a house, I want a house for my mom and dad, and I want a house for my buddies that come visit me on the same property. And this of course is Josh goes, oh my God, look look out the window, I'm not kidding you. See that house right there up on the hill? He goes, I just showed that house and he goes, it has exactly what you're looking for. He goes, Jump in my car. He goes, I'll take you up there. And then he goes, That sounded weird. He goes, Of course, the guy immediately goes, uh, No, I'm cool, man. And he goes, I'll give you $1,000 right now, cash. You can follow me in your car up to that house. He goes, I guarantee the listing agent hasn't even left yet. goes up there and he says, Hey, shows the house. The guy, that celebrity, it was LeBron James, goes, I'll take it. million sale from him being at the right place at the right time. And he said, I'm telling you guys, he goes, you know, you you, you don't have to take breaks. You don't have to take naps. He goes, just go to the coffee shop. He goes, and by God, he goes, if you want to do business with millionaires or billionaires or whatever, he goes, where are they? And that's where you need to be. Join that country club, go to that coffee store, hang out in that city. And he goes, he goes, do you think anybody from my, you know, Massachusetts home base, was gonna support me out here in Beverly Hills. It was a great story. He's actually, uh, it was, wow. All
1: right, here we go, we got a little ad. Andy Prasky, preferred home team. Well, they said I could have 30 seconds on the show for a quick ad.
2: Andy Prasky, Remax Advantage Plus, andy at prasky.com if you wanna email us. Here's the thing, 22 years in the business, over 1400 sales, I'd like to help you with your real estate needs if that's buying, if that's selling, if that's building, whatever it is, give us a call, send us an email. Let's get you started on your real estate journey. I'd like to help you on the way. Uh, lots of experience here and I uh, would like to put it to work for you. Andy Prasky, REMAX Advantage Plus. Thanks for listening to the show. That last. you commercials, Chris. Anybody watching part. this show can help me do my commercials.
0: oh you're so funny i just love your sense of humor
2: oh thanks (laughs) are Uh, we supposed to respond uh, to that
0: one nick Uh, social media or is that
1: was that making
0: (laughs) oh you're so funny i just love your sense of humor
1: yeah the buyer wants the seller to repair everything that came up on the inspection
0: I'll tell you what, in Minnesota, you can do whatever the heck you want yep. from a buyer standpoint. I mean, that's that's the crazy thing in how our industry changed. And I think that's one of, the, to me, one of the bigger things that has changed, uh, that's really changed the dynamic of, of the inspection. And basically what it states is that a, a buyer has a certain amount of time to be able to do the inspection, decide what they want to do, but they have all the way up until 1159 of that last day. So they can come in and say, you know what, Andy, I want you to replace the roof. You know, throw me a new furnace, get me an AC, uh, do this, do this, do that, 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 this, that that, 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 everything in the house. And then at by 11:59 p.m., they can say, oh, just kidding, I'll still buy it. Whereas before, that never happened. If you if you put it on paper, you were subject to getting being able to get knocked out, and uh, and and lose that deal and get it canceled, and you're out. Now there's nothing and so as a seller i mean it's a really bad position especially when buyers have lost so many times before but what i tell sellers is it's kind of like you know what they've gotten to this point that they've lost all these deals they're not going to lose it over two thousand dollars worth of repairs now 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 i think we'll do it but now what you got to think about is that we're going to be selling this house to them and then it's theirs for good if they don't yep. feel like maybe that you played with them or helped them out or were part of it, you know, not, we're going to have to kind of slight how we talk about it. But the other part is, is, Hey, it might be just smart to be able to give them, give them something. You know what? We're not going to do any of that. We've had all these offers, blah, 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 but we're, we're willing to give you a home warranty. You know, that yep. warrant will be able to protect you here for the next year on, on things that might break after the fact.
2: I heard that strategy quite a bit actually in the last couple of days where And my team has been doing this for a couple months where if they do write an inspection on an offer, they say, listen, we're willing to absorb all of the repairs up to $5,000. We're not going to hit you with anything petty. We're not going to ask you to cock around the tub or around the whatever. I mean, we get it. Those are maintenance things. But if we see something major and we find it to be a deal breaker, it's over $5,000, we'll bring it to your attention. And what's nice is that most people know their house is in good shape. They're like, okay, no problem. And then I also, we are recommending now um, that everybody take a look at that home warranty, especially if you're a younger first-time buyer, which is 28% of the market right now, as a seller offering a warranty as a supplement for, you know, kind of that future liability a little bit. Because not everybody wants to sign an as-is addendum that says that they're buying the house as-is, because that throws red flags up too. Scares.
0: Scares. You know? yeah, here's so the other like, thing too. Yeah. I'm sorry. Realtors really no, have to ahead. watch out. Realtors have to really watch out what they're saying about that warranty as well, because it's not that it covers everything and some things that it might cover it. might say, Hey, well, we'll buy the unit, but we won't install it. Or if there's electric to it. So you gotta, it's not like, Hey, if anything breaks over a year, it's going to get fixed. Right. Here's an insurance policy for certain items. You can read the, I mean, if you, you look at that pamphlet, I mean, it's pages and pages of letters that look like they're, you know, you need you need bifocals to be able to look at it and and read it. So not everything's included, but it's kind of like, all right, if something crazy happens, you know, hopefully I'm, hopefully I'm covered on it.
2: Right. Yeah. No, I think that's, I think that that's going to be one of the things that, you know, it's kind of nice as a seller too, is that, you know, when you're offering and you're like, I want all the money I'm I go, don't be such a piglet. I go just for a second there. Why don't you take one second and think about the strategy behind offering a home warranty, you know, so that when you offer that warranty, you're also covered, for example, a lot of people don't know this. So between the time you commit to selling, you've already committed to buying. You're probably every dollar's figured out where it's going to go and how it's going to go. So a warranty can benefit you as that seller, right? I mean, and just protect you and make you feel right. So,
0: Andy, what I think is so funny is in, in this market, and it doesn't happen to me all the time, but it's happened, where people are on both sides of the transaction. So they're selling their house and buying another one. And it's so funny how they react on one side and then can't believe it on the other side. It's like, you know what? No, we don't want no inspection here. I can't believe that seller won't take an inspection. What are they, are they trying to hide something? It's so funny because it's like, you guys, do you remember just what happened on our deal? You know, that's what we're gonna deal with over here on this deal. And well, you have well, to look at and think about that.
2: Yeah, how about, how about these offers that come in and go, we're not subject to inspection, but we're gonna do an inspection. And I yeah. go, cool. The day after closing sounds like a great date to get that done. <laughs> so I'm yeah. like, "Are you freaking stupid? We know that the second you see something that you don't like, you're going to negotiate or cancel." And I'm like, "I'm not giving you, I'm not giving you the the match to light that fire." <laughs> i did think what? i saw a remax on the lapel <laughs>
1: what's it's that head about headshot day for realtors isn't that a, a big deal and and uh, annie brought up uh last week how south park was making fun of uh Oh, we yes. need new headshots now to get the better deals. Do you have a clip? No. Uh, of
0: South Park?
2: Oh my God. I'm telling you what, this, this new episode where they're like, oh my God, the other video team, the other real estate company has video. What the hell are they doing? You know, it's like, and then they, they blame the hot real estate market based on real estate agents actually doing their jobs. And they're like, we haven't done our job for generations. Now they're actually working and they're blowing this market to smithereens. It's like, what's going on? So they wanted all the real estate agents to stop trying so hard to sell houses.
0: Hey, we have to start talking about women. We haven't talked. We're not talking about women. It's Women's History Month.
2: Well, that's cool. All the stuff you guys do every single day is a video that you should be talking about once a week. And so this is where you don't need to overthink it. You're doing the stuff anyways. And now,
3: as you start to think about this, I have, where's my phone at? I've got something in my phone under my notes section. I'm like, ooh, that's a good video topic. Ooh, that's a good video topic, right? Your client asks
2: you a question today. Hey, there's just absolutely no houses on the market. What can we do? And you say to yourself, well, what if I went back and I looked at all the old expired listings? And I looked at all the old withdrawn listings, and I contacted that agent to get some off-market properties for my buyer. What a great video topic. How to get off-market deals for my buyers. Oh my gosh, Shelly, I just watched your video. You're like the best agent ever, right? You're doing it anyways, okay?
0: I don't know about you, and I, I know you like those conferences and stuff, but I just, it's, it's like this, it's the same thing regurgitated over and over and over. I mean, but
2: I don't know, maybe I just <laughs> been around too long. I don't think so, Chris. I think that the, um, you know, here here's what they're talking about. They, they literally a lot of times will say this. Where are the eyeballs to start the conversation? So if your eyeballs are all on Facebook, they're all on Instagram, they're all on TikTok, wherever those eyeballs are, you're just statistically giving yourself a better shot of getting more of those customers in the format that they like to absorb. So if, you know, for example, you know, like if everybody's comfortable on Facebook or I always I say this. So you're gonna get a call from a, the 80 the year old man that says, hey, I wanna sell my house. He's gonna call you, he's gonna to expect to call you back. He's gonna expect you to be there 10 minutes early. He's gonna expect that you have a resume with all the things you've done in your career. He wants to know that you're number one or she, whatever. It doesn't really matter. Suppose being female history month, we should talk about she. So this 80 year old female wants to know this and they want you to communicate via phone and they want everything printed and they want it delivered. Now that person, 50 years younger, is gonna to wanna to be engaged with you and watch you maybe on TikTok or maybe they watch you on Instagram and they absorb your information over a while and kind of develop a online relationship with you. And then they pursue you to be interviewed to say, hey, are you really a good candidate to represent me in a transaction? And all of that being done, here's what's funny you guys. All of the, it was like 89% of the deals that were last year done or whatever it was, were represented by a real estate agent, okay? There was 11% of the deals that were like, or not even 11. It was like 9% of the deals were for sale by owner of which they said half of that was inner family sales. So really only three and a half percent was for sale by owner last year. And you really think about this. People want to be advised. They may find you on the Zillow. They may find you on the website, whatever it is. But at the end of the day, they want that expertise and that guidance through the project in a process. So
1: yeah, I agree. Hey, the, po- the, the point of that video though, too, was to help um agents create content. So like, Oh, what do I do? Like everything you do, you can make a video out of it. So that's what he was trying to say to like, Oh, I went on a uh, market analysis today and this funny thing happens during a market analysis and they do a quick video yeah. of it.
2: Yeah, I agree. And what
0: I was, what I was saying was, when I say regurgitated. They do that same speech to the insurance people, and they do that same speech to the loan officers. And it's just like, that's, that's what I was talking about regurgitating. I think that's a it's a great way in which to come up with topics because that's what people want to know right now. And be able to get video, and I think Andy hit it right on the nose, is that once they maybe hear about you, they want to... Uh, make sure that, Hey, this guy really, or this gal really does know what they talk about. And they start looking you up and then all of a sudden all these little videos show up and you know what you're talking about. People are going to, that, that's what they're going to um, find the credibility part of it.
2: It, it creates like, almost like a celebrity in the sense that they know you before you know them. Right. So when a lot of times I meet clients for the first time that I've never talked to before, they're like, Hey Andy, how's it going? How's Chris? Heard you guys were in Vegas. You know, and it's like, it's kind of fun. I mean, I actually really love people to do their research because they then understand who I am, what I'm about. Um, They understand that I'm going to kick ass and take names and repeat for them every time. And you know what I mean? And that's the the cool part about, it's almost like they're referring themselves to you versus, you know, uh, but you know, I'll tell you what, Chris, uh, videos are important. I think it's also important to have things in writing. People love to see like, hey, You know, here's some information, click below on my link, go to my profile and download all these, you know, reports on first time home buyer, tips and techniques or whatever, you know, how to to negotiate with a mortgage company, how to pick the right home warranty. What is title insurance? All these things that are interesting to people that don't understand it necessarily. And you want a little bit of research there. And remember the biggest thing that I probably started doing years ago, there's different personality profiles, right? I know a lot of us have studied the disc personalities not everybody absorbs information the same way. Some people come in like a bull and they want the facts and you better be able to show them what they want or they're not gonna waste their time talking to you. You're not gonna have time to show them a bunch of your TikTok videos because they're not gonna watch them, right? They're gonna come to you because you're one of the best ranked agents in the area and they're gonna want you to get their stuff done and they want you to go boom, boom, boom and they're done. On the other hand, you get somebody that's the engineer that researches everything and loves to invest time into data, data, data. Which is weird, but I actually get a lot of those clients of mine that are actually the the uh, that style personality and because I feed into it because I'm I'm fine with education, right? I love to share. So anyway.
0: Yeah. And I think I think from an agent standpoint, and uh, you really need to just understand that not everyone is your buyer, not everyone's your seller. And you do what you do and you'll attract the right people, then it's fun. It, otherwise, I mean like i said i've been doing it a long time and the one thing i found is that one bad egg can ruin 20 deals for you and it's it's not worth it it's just to move on hey we're not going to work together and if you if you don't if you have to change who you are every time you have a deal because you're just trying to get anything you're never going to be anything you might as well go get another job because it's not it's it's not going to work you got to be yourself and who you are because you got to love what you're doing and then um, you got to know what you're doing. That's another huge thing. you got to know what you're doing. And so many people don't do that. They're all worried about getting a client. And then, oh, I'll worry about, oh, that's right. i got to write a purchase agreement. What do I do? I don't even know what it says on it. I'm not protecting them. I can't even get them a deal. So I just think it's, uh, don't, don't think everyone is your client. Working with sure. people, the people that you attract, Andy, are because of, you know, who you are. and yeah. and, and they like that. I don't know how, but they do. No, just kidding. <laughs> smooth, I, pick, I would pick you. I know you'd fight your tail off. So I like that. You,
2: you've watched how passionate I get on things. Yeah. And I just, woo, just power through it.
1: I don't, I can't believe that. I just can't. Guys, what challenges do women face in the industry and how can they overcome them?
0: I know one that I would say is the perception that they don't know how to run a home from a mechanical standpoint or know about the actual details of a home. I think the more a a woman can do that and understand it and, and ways of doing that is just going to inspections and hang out with inspectors and let them tell you all the different things. And if you come up with that, I think that's one perception of, of people um, that, that that's a problem. I've always surrounded myself with people that help me are women and I've I've done that Not, I mean, we work together really well, but it's also, we have a different way where, where we do it differently. And I think that's really good. And then somebody might really appeal to that person or they might appeal to the other person, but whatever it is, you've, you've kind of, um, sometimes you need to be a little softer. I'm a little more, let's go to the point. This is what it is. And there's sometimes you need that little, to listen and i'm kind of like i want to solve the problem i don't want to talk about it for seven years and 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 try to do that and so if you have a little mix of both i mean andy you i mean you work with your wife and which is a very um uh my wife and i couldn't work together because my wife was more like she would never leave it alone she'd always chris did you call this person you do this do you do that And it was always about real estate and i'm like i'm home i don't want to talk about it anymore you know yeah. and so we ended up getting out of there she did property management management for a long time kind of did the other half of it but we found a way in which to do it but you and lisa have worked together for i mean when did she she worked for an attorney right yep,
2: yep. yeah yeah she's paralegal so she did yeah. that for um i don't remember how many years it was quite a few years so she understood. Organize, you know, the, the organizational side of her, of an attorney's business and how important keeping files straight and having, you know, a, but she came back, remember this, she used to do dictation where they would like, attorney, uh, Bill Smith here, letter to client, whatever. And she'd be going, shh, shh, trying to keep up. And so she was used to kind of that, that was a very archaic, I don't wanna say egotistical, but let's say that industry, right? Mm-hmm. And she comes into real estate where it's our responsibility to be organized. It's our responsibility to, you know, deliver professional service. And I think that the best thing that we do is we, even though we work together every day, we have such different roles. And then I know that there's times where like in the morning, I sneak away, I'll drink my coffee, watch a couple fishing shows or whatever. And she knows to leave me alone because a lot of times there's seven day weeks, guys. There's days where some days you get three days off. Sometimes you don't have any. And cause you are called to duty when the customer needs you. So, you know, Oh, I just came back from being out at a conference. Well, I have seven appointments over the next two days. I'm slammed, you know, but one thing that I would say is if you understand your role in your company and what part you are, cause I think it helps people. Um, if you, I don't want to say the word job descriptions, but, and I'm not just talking husbands and wives, I'm talking in general, you know, like if you a showing assistant, what is your role? What is, what is, what is a, a good day for you, you know, what the, how does the company view you having a good day and having that job description just defined, super simple, sounds, but nobody does it. A lot of people just don't do it. And you should say, hey, boom, 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 boom. You do this, you're hitting me a home run. And then people find satisfaction in that. And then you don't have that natural like riff and then boundaries. I think the other thing is, is like, you're talking about Chris, I think the, the hardest thing is, is you're out and you're having a nice romantic dinner you're, you know, you're, you're toasting each other. Hey, congratulations. We've been married for so many years. And all of a sudden you, did you call the Johnsons? Did you whatever? And you, you gotta have that where, okay, time out. Um, I would love to talk to you about that. Let's book an appointment for tomorrow morning at eight o'clock. And I would love to talk, cause there's nothing I'm going to, I'm not going to call anybody tonight. We're not going to send any emails out here. It's 10 o'clock or whatever, you know? And anyway, that's kind of where I've uh, over the years have found that you just got to be okay with saying, you know what? Here's the windows of when we work. And then we'd make exceptions and yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm waiting for the ball to hit me in the head.
0: I think what do women do better in the industry? I think they're uh, overall, I think they're listeners. Um, they're softer, I would say, uh, you know, than, well, than we, what Let's say are,
2: that there's the illusion that they're softer because I've met some pretty damn tough negotiators.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. you know, I, I think that that whole mother bear kind of thing too. Yes. Um, is, is a, is a big thing. Um, I don't know what, I, I mean, obviously individuals, I mean, it, this is really general. What do women do better in the industry? Uh, you know, than us, but, um, do you think, do you think, well, not, not all of them. I've had a lot of, uh, women that are horrible communicators and don't get back to me, but I would okay. think that they would be more like, return your call quicker and, and that kind of thing. But, it's not necessarily true
2: no you know and i think that what happens is is the the whole gender bias thing kind of goes away when you jump into the shark tank you got a swimmer you're going to die it's and so some everybody starts acting like a shark when they're in the shark tank you know what i mean yeah. everybody kind of swims the same way they do the whatevers but there are some that are more successful than others because they think different i think that like again when, when you literally listen to learn versus listen to answer you you have an advantage and i think that some people organically have that in them, their listeners. And they want to hear, Oh my gosh, tell me all about you and your husband, or tell me all about you and your whatever, Chris. And, and it's like, you know, when you think about that for a second, they make you feel good about yourself because what's most people's favorite topic themselves. You
0: know know what I can't believe Andy, I was at uh, on the road and I stopped to get something to eat and I sat and there's these five women that ended up sitting next to me and I was real close to them and I was sitting by myself. I didn't even bring my phone in and, uh, I was sitting there and I was listening to them talk, and they talked about this one app on a phone. This one lady says, "Hey, I've got this app where this dog or a, a, a kangaroo jumps every time I like put a picture of my receipt in there, and they give you like free gift certificates and stuff." And like with guys, it'd be okay. Well, you know what? They're all they're trying to do is find out your habits, and they're going to start marketing to you. They talked about that for twenty five minutes, and it just went from one to one. Am I? Mean, I Patience might be what women do better in the industry because I would shoot myself if I had to talk about that app for twenty five minutes.
2: Well, and that, that, but that's personality type, and I think this is what's cool about the fact that we're talking about it and we're scrambling right now again to come up with <laughs> topics because I don't think there is that big of a difference anymore. I yeah. don't think there is like the you know, there's no actual barriers. There's no reason why you know somebody of either gender could come into this or or whatever you want to relate to get into this business and or identify as I think that's the way some people are saying it um, and get into this business and be successful. If you care about people, you want to help people and you're willing to work your ass off. You can do well in real estate, regardless of how you look or how you behave or what you wear. Um, I think that there's gotta be content behind your words. There's gotta be substance. There has to be actual, some experience. And if you don't have experience partner with somebody that does, so they can tell you kind of the, Hey, here's what I did the last time I had that happen. And then you sound professional.
0: So. Oh God. We had a little comment. My looks like my wife is, I don't know if she's trying to say something about hey, me or what?
2: Listen, I find that women are more sexist than men nowadays.
0: Oh, terrible. To Anna.
2: themselves, their self. They're like, they attack each other. It's like, Oh my God, be calm. Be nice. <laughs> The guys More are so scared to say anything about anybody anymore. We're all like, "Uh, I think everybody in the world's wonderful. Please don't hurt me.
0: <laughs> More organized. I think what you guys guys Look at that. Who's organized?
2: Where's your entourage, least... dude? I thought you were famous.
0: They're, uh, they're in Albertsons.
2: Uh, oh, by the way, I forgot to tell you this. So, uh, Nick, I'm walking down Fremont Street. Have no idea that your dad's in town in Vegas? Look who I run into.
1: Wow,
2: I'm not. I was, I this, was, is, this is guys, no joke. He he and I are walking. I'm waiting for my wife to zip line down the thing. Apparently, I didn't hit the weight limit, or I was exceeded the weight limit. Um, so I couldn't do it. Um, I was waiting in
0: line to go on the zip line. That's what was happening.
2: Yeah, he and I both got rejected at the same time, Uh fellas. You break the system. Um, no. So as I'm waiting, I'm like walking across the street, and I'm like, oh my god, it's Chris Rooney.
3: No, no. That was actually
2: crazy. I I actually felt like that was cool.
0: Yeah. That was fun. We just attract each other, Andy. That's what happens.
2: That Fremont Street, I'll tell you, that uh what a fun, amazing stimulation of everything. I mean from the people to the lights to the I don't know. We're was,
0: our uh, Spotify is going to censor us down cuz we're over 1 hour.
2: Oh,
1: yeah. sorry. Yeah. Hey, you guys told the line really good today. Women's History Month. Make sure to give us a like, subscribe, write a review. You can do it on iTunes and Spotify now. We post three digestible clips a week on Facebook. Check those out and have a wonderful day. See you next week. See Woo!
2: you guys. Go girls! <laughs>